Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Moke here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Zach Brandon, president of the Greater Madison Chamber of Commerce. Zach, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's great to be here, Alex. Thanks. So today, we're going to be discussing the current business landscape and outlook for the Madison region. But first, I thought we could touch on the Chamber's latest icebreaker event. So for listeners who weren't able to make it, can you share quickly, you know, kind of the biggest takeaway you had from that event? Yeah, so Icebreaker is our annual lunch, happens on the floor of the Kohl Center. So it's uh, one of the few, if only, business events that occur on the floor of the Kohl Center. It happens when the when the basketball court and the ice arena are out for cleaning, and we take it over and use it for a business event. A large-scale event, 813 people, which is about the max capacity. Um, but the theme this year was belong, uh, which I think is an interesting question for the Madison region, but really the state in general of what does it mean to belong? What is what is behind that feeling? And we're just starting to unpack that and have those kind of conversations. But it's a necessary conversation because we find ourselves at this moment of great opportunity, but also with a pretty significant talent imperative that's not just being felt here in Madison, it's being felt across the state. Absolutely. So honing in on that Madison area right now, it has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country, and we're also seeing some really strong growth in the regional economy. What should our listeners know about that current situation going on in the greater Madison area? Yeah, so Madison's having a moment, right? And um, a moment that we used to have to go into rooms around the country and ask people to sort of suspend disbelief for a second and say, let us tell you what's going on in Madison. There, we no longer have to do that. It is accepted around the country that Madison is in this next wave of economic engines. It's, it is a global innovation hub, and it's to the benefit of not only our region, the state, and frankly, the entire Midwest, what's going on here. And I'll give you an example. I was at a, a, an economic roundtable held by the Brookings Institution, and in the room, you know, there were economists from Harvard and MIT and Yale and other communities and, you know, federal leaders, Chuck Schumer's office, the chief of staff was there. And we were talking about, uh, this was about four years ago, um, we were talking about the beginnings of what's now tech hubs. So inside the CHIPS Act, there's uh, a few billion dollars to help catalyze another 10, maybe 20 cities in this country. And there were actually people in the room arguing that Madison shouldn't even be in the room because the die is already cast that like Austin, Texas, that Madison's trajectory is already set. So let's be focused on the others. And so I use that both as the risk because we aren't there yet. We're, you know, we're having a moment that says we're going to be there, but there are headwinds and you just touched on one of them. Right. And so for all the positive benefits that are happening in this moment, um, you know, net migration of Gen Z into the region and therefore into the state, which I want to get into and talk a little bit more about what we're seeing and how that's trend, uh, translating and transforming this economy. Um, but as you noted, you know, by being at 1.6, 1.7% unemployment, depending on the month, we're either number one or number two in the country for lowest unemployment, which if you're talent, right, and you're looking for a job, there are 
there are plenty of jobs to be had in in Madison and Dane County and in the greater Madison region. Um, and you can probably even extract a little bit more compensation because of this tight uh, marketplace. But if you're on the hiring side, this is a, a real headwind. This is a big challenge. And I, I know you talk to businesses around the state on a daily you know, basis. Um, my suspicion is you hear the same things I'm hearing, which is talent, 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 talent. And if we are going to position ourselves as a place where talent wants to migrate to, right? Which has not been a story for decades in Wisconsin. You know, we used to call it brain drain, but you know, it's, it's out migration um, for the first time. And as long as I can remember, and maybe the first time in sort of post-World War II memory, we are a state that is attracting young people at a level that is nationally competitive and is number one in the Midwest, right? So, Wisconsin leads the Midwest right now in Gen Z net migration. So 18 to 26 year olds are moving to Wisconsin um, in numbers that outpace Chicago, who has actually are losing 18 to 26 year olds, Minnesota that is losing 18 to 26 year olds, but Wisconsin is gaining. But in those numbers, two very interesting things are occurring. Number one, 90% of our migration is coming from Gen Z. So young people are moving to Wisconsin, but millennials are actually moving out. Hmm. Uh, Gen X is moving in just a little bit and then boomers are moving out, right? And so we have generations that are leaving Wisconsin, yet we have the youngest generation of workers choosing to move to Wisconsin but 85% of that total migration is occurring in Dane County. So wow. it's certainly a great story for this region, right? I mean, this, right now, Madison is number nine in the country for raw number migration. So this is just, no matter how big your city is, it's just raw numbers. So uh, bigger cities should have an advantage over smaller cities. Madison is number nine on that list. We are only 800 people away from being number five on that list, which is in between Austin, Texas and Nashville, Tennessee. And that just shows you the raw sort of numbers. Right now, 23% of the Madison workforce is aged 18 to 26. And there's only five cities in America that have high higher than 20% of their workforce being in that age demographic. So that's when I, when I say there's a moment and maybe the moment to sort of redefine not just Madison, but the state of Wisconsin. We're sitting in it right now but if we're not careful, we'll lose it, right? Like this is a moment to not just captivate the young people of this country about the opportunity that resides in this region and the state, but we need to be able to prove it out too, because it's just as, as magically as it's happened over the last couple of years, post pandemic, it could evaporate as well. Oh, absolutely. And how do you go about leveraging that moment to, you know, continue sustaining the growth and reputation that, this region is having in the national perspective. What's uh, what are the next steps to keep that momentum going? Yeah, it's a great question. I, part of it is understanding what Gen Z wants, right? I mean, I I I would say workplaces are still figuring out millennials, um, and now they've got to figure out Gen Z. And you might look at Gen Z and say, yeah, these are the youngest of the young professionals, right? Like some of the, some of these, you know, are currently college students, but almost. Every, but everyone we're talking about is likely a high school graduate or 
of age of being a high school graduate, because even though the generation stretches beyond 18, the data I'm talking about is only 18 to 26. So what do they want, right? What are the things that are important to them? Well, when you look at the national studies and the, and the, and the analysis of why this generation is moving where it wants. So uh, it, uh, Business Insider just had a story, I think on Monday, um, identifying a young woman who chose Madison over New York and San Francisco and really asked her why. And I think embedded in that is a lot of the answers that I'm about to give, but there's national research that talks about the why. Um, you know, they want affordability, right? So um, there was this thesis during the pandemic that one of the outcomes of the pandemic is that very dense, very expensive cities were going to struggle in the future. And we're seeing that a little bit in New York, certainly you're seeing that in San Francisco. Um, and so affordability is paramount. They want to be able to live and work, earn and pay. That's an important part for this generation. But other things that are important to them, uh, walkability, right? They they want to have uh, be places where they can easily get to other places um, and not have to, you know, take a car necessarily to do it. You know, uh, things like transit is important to them. Connectivity um, around transit infrastructure, but also just having what they need near them and not having to drive to a big um, you know, metropolis or a big uh, regional retail area. They want to be able to have things within walking distance of them. Um, they want to work-life balance. I think some of this is coming of age um, during the pandemic. So, you know, I have five kids, three of them, they're all Gen Z, but three of them, um, two of them graduated peak pandemic and one just graduated from UW-Madison. And I see it in my own kids, right? They want a bigger balance. And part of that was because the pandemic showed them how quickly things can just change. Like in a moment, mm. life can change. And so I think that's, you know, some of that's just a product. Um, but there's also a sense of belonging. And we talked about that right in the beginning, but belonging matters to them both for themselves, but for they are acutely aware of how others feel. And so when we're having conversations about what does it mean to belong in a place that is an opportunity to lean into what Gen Z, to what this next generation of workers want. And typically in business, we don't start worrying about what the generation of workers want until they kind of get to mid-management. That's when we really, they start to take over. Um, you know, they start to um, define the culture of a company. And so for many companies, worrying about Gen Z is probably a little bit early. But what I would say for companies in the state of Wisconsin and, and in the Madison region is since we have this moment, let's seize it and let's lean into this new demographic that is found interest in our state. And But doing that means that we might be a little uncomfortable in what makes them comfortable. Hmm. And so as business leaders, we are going to have to maybe, not, not maybe, we are certainly going to have to lean into things that we have not yet got comfortable with leaning into because it's what the next generation of talent wants. And so if you are worried about 1.6, 1.7% unemployment, if you're looking at your careers page and you are seeing a, a you know, a, 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 a number of job openings that's starting to scare you and affect your output, your productivity and your bottom line, this is the opportunity, but be ready to be uncomfortable in what it takes to get comfortable. Hmm. Excellent, Zach. Well, really, really great to have your perspective on that. I'm sure business leaders around the state 
would uh, would benefit a lot from that advice. Well, thanks again for taking the time to come on the show. It'd be great to circle back in a few months, maybe later this year, to uh, just touch base on some of those federal opportunity opportunities, as you mentioned, and just uh, the continued uh, positive trajectory of the region. Yeah, sounds great. Anytime. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.